Just a quick friendly reminder that on February 10th through the 11th, there's going to be a live stream on twitch.tv slash buried on Mars entitled in memory of dad. And this is going to be a stream all dedicated to getting donations for the heart research Institute. So if you guys have the time, if you have any money, come over, check it out. Let's have some fun and let's raise some money for a good cause. Now let's get into the show. What's going on everybody and welcome back to Frantic Thoughts. Some people call me Frantic and here are my thoughts. What's happening? What is happening everybody? This past week's been pretty good for me. Um, yeah, we went couch shopping. Yeah, this is going to be one of those stories. Well, the thing is, is that we have been looking at this one couch. We went to a place called Rooms to Go. And they had this couch. It's we don't need nothing big. We just need like a love seat that's a little wider so that we can both sit on there and be comfortable and have space for each other. But we don't need anything big. We don't have kids or anything. So it's like we need something that fits in our apartment, something that's relax, <laughs> what's re- relaxing to sit on, and soft and comfortable and is durable. And so we found this couch and it's like a charcoal black and it's like nice and it has some good cushions on it and it's very comfortable. But then we, of course, we've been looking and looking and looking. And this is like the first couch we looked at. We ended up buying it at Rooms to Go. And the couch is not the most cheap couch ever because it's not like an Ikea couch. It's actually like a really nice, like solid, well-built couch. And we, I had, I don't have the money to buy the, the, I didn't have money to buy it straight out. So I'm like, okay, let's go ahead and apply for leasing. You know, you can lease it for 18 months if you pay 150 a month, but I could pay it off in three months type of thing. So I did that. Lots of stupid paperwork. And we ended up getting a nice coffee table that lifts up so we can eat dinner at our, on our couch and watch TV and stuff. I know that sounds lazy, but we don't really have anywhere to put like a dinner table or anything in our apartment. It's that small. So it's the best situation for us. So the only thing I wanted to talk, the reason I brought this up is that these companies try to screw you guys. Like be careful when you do these things because I was reading some of this paperwork and it's, there's a lot of fine print on there and they did it and just end up charging us some interest and stuff, but it's just fine because I'm going to pay it off in three months and that'd be done and over with. And that's that. But the thing is, is on the website, they get, they make you go to this website so you can pay for your stuff. They make you do auto pay, right? And when you go on the site, there is no way to make extra payments on top of your auto pay. You have to actually call this number to make extra payments. So they make it to where if you're lazy about it, you're like, eh, I'm not going to worry about it. And then you end up having to pay out 18 months and pay like three times the amount the furniture is worth. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm even talking about this, but I just feel like Companies like that, they try to just screw you over, and it sucks. <laughs> but I'm excited. Uh, we got our couch coming in a couple weeks, and that's going to be a good time <laughs> to have. Well, we have a couch here, and what it is is it's a leather couch, and it started peeling. Like, all the f- top of the leather started peeling off, so it's not real leather. It just has, like, a leather layer over this, like, cushion. So it just looks horrible, and... uh 
Our cats have taken to scratching it and trying to mark it because, of course, there is exposed areas. So it's us cleaning this couch all the time, and it's just a hassle and a pain in the ass. So luckily, we got that going, and I didn't spend too much time talking about it. <laughs> uh, I've also been playing Celeste, which I've been talking about for a while, and this game is exceeding my expectations. Um... I tried the, this game called The End Is Nigh, which is made by the Super Meat Boy creators, So, because I, I think I've been wanting something with that style, that platformy, jumpy, against walls, whatever style. Celeste hits that better than that game did to me. Um, it's just... Okay, you, the basic gist of the game is it's a pixel art game, but it has like nice, really, really nice parallax scro scrolling... Really nice uh, foreground effects like leaves falling and snow and stuff like that. It's a very charming and beautiful looking game. And then the controls are excellent. It's some of the best platforming I've experienced in a very long time. Uh, the basic idea is your name is Madeline and you're trying to climb this uh, mountain called Celeste. Get to the very top. And there's actually a story involving like inner demons and stuff that's going on in the background as you're climbing this thing which is pretty cool i don't want to spoil much more than that it's just the story is actually interesting i was surprised by that i didn't i thought it was just be like a really fun platformer you know something like that but yeah you're climbing these towers you have to avoid these spikes uh you have a jump mechanic and then well i would say more like a what is it not a dart like a like <laughs> Can't think of the word. Well, you can do wall jumps, and then you can uh, do like a boost in midair to get, do like a double jump that makes you like dart across the the open chasms and stuff. But you only have one of those. But you also get these little gems that recharge that double jump, and you can do another boost across. And you can also grab onto stuff, but you have a limited amount of time where you can hold onto these ledges. So it's a lot of measuring when to use your boosts across the cat. You know these open areas. Uh, how to avoid spikes and when to recharge your spikes and when to use different platforms and different jump pads and stuff to get through areas and it's a lot of fun and if you if you're thinking oh this is super meat boy it kind of is in essence the idea of a super precise very challenging but very rewarding uh platformer this is what it is but the, I, the thing that I keep thinking about this game, it's more of a puzzle game in kind of disguised as a platformer. Because you take a look at the entire screen when you get to like, you do different screens as you go up or down to left or right. It's going to be a different screen that you have to get past. So say you go to the right and there's this new screen and there's a wall with spikes at the top. And then you have to jump around that wall, do a boost across the canyon, grab the other one, do a couple double wall jumps and go up the top. The thing about that is you can actually take a look at what you're doing, at what the screen actually looks like. Think to yourself, okay, this is what I got to do. And then it's trial and error. You kind of try it out. Okay, maybe I need to change up my uh, my moves, change up my idea, do it again. And each and every one of these little screens is a new puzzle to solve. So that, that's been really rewarding, and I've had a blast playing it. The character... There's a few characters, they're all interesting, and the story is actually really good too, which is a huge surprise. So I recommend getting Celeste. I think it's like 20 bucks, and I've definitely got my 20 bucks worth. I've probably put about 10 hours in already. 
feel like I'm probably getting close to wrapping it, wrapping it up maybe next week or something like that. But definitely one of the my favorite games I've played this year so far. I mean, it's only been one month in 2018, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting distracted. There's something like hanging on my wall here. It is... Some dust, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> it was just like sitting there, and I'm just—I keep seeing it out of the corner of my eye. Like, what is that? It's like a cobweb or something. No big deal. I just need to dust my desk area. Um, what else have I been doing? I think that's probably the major two things I've been doing. It's been kind of a slow week. Then uh, I put curtains up. If you're watching the video version, you can see them behind me. I'm like, man, I need some freaking curtains. I got so annoyed. It's always so bright in here and so warm, and summer's coming right around the corner, and summer starts early in Texas. It's going to be hot probably in another week or two. Probably before March, it'll be hot again. So that's fun. Uh, another boring life thing. I'm paying my car off after two years. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, this week I've been kind of feeling a little bummed, honestly, uh, when it comes to my YouTube, because I may, I spent this a really long time making this Minecraft video, right? And uh, during my 12 days of frantic Christmas, 12 frantic days of Christmas Eve, say, even I mess up saying that, so don't feel bad if you ever did. Um, I made a Minecraft video, and it had lots of likes, and people seemed to enjoy it, and it had a decent amount of views, and people commented nicely on it, and sent me messages, hey, this was a good video and stuff, so I'm like, cool, I'll make another one this month, because it's like a monthly Minecraft video. Put all this time, all this effort into it, shared it everywhere, got it on the Cartridge Club site. The Carson Club Twitter tweeted about it. We got it on their Facebook. You know, I uh, retweeted my own tweet, which I don't really like doing, but sometimes I do to promote my own stuff. And it didn't really get much more than seven to eight views. So I played for two hours, edited it down to like a nice 20 minute little video. And I thought it was a pretty fun video. So it was kind of bummed me out. But then I'm like, you know, it's okay. Maybe people don't really expect that from me. So. If you have any inkling of Minecraft videos and you have any interest in the game, at least try to check, check it out. If you have a few minutes to spare, even if you just pop in and you, you don't really enjoy it, it's fine. Just give it a try because <laughs> I'm trying to make some new stuff. Uh, it's just a little, you know, bit of a bummer, but, you know, just keep on trucking. That's how what I'm going to do. I'll keep on making videos. I'll probably make another one next month, even though that one didn't do very good. It happens. So, I think that's it for what I've been doing this week. Mostly just work. Uh, I did have the stomach flu one day, which I'm not going to go into. I just went home early, and yeah, it was a big bummer. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, and last week I did post a little descriptive episode. If you guys listened to that, let me know if you'd like to hear that again. It was a little odd for me to do, and I was out of nowhere. But I liked it. I thought it came out pretty good. And it was like one of those little short stories that I, I wrote when I was a bit younger in college. And I thought it was pretty nice. And was trying some ed audio editing and stuff like that. So if you guys like that type of thing, I'll definitely do more of those. Just let me know. So that's it. I kind of ended up plugging a little bit there. But hey, we're going to go into the next section of the show. Which, as always, is the... News of interest. News, 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 news of interest. So, we got some new stuff. We got some. We're gonna do a little Nintendo block here. There's nothing too crazy. Well, it's crazy if you look at the the statistics. It's it's pretty insane. Um, let me see. Where was I at here? Click the wrong one. Okay, 
Nintendo has some of the highest selling all-time uh, profits. They had $7.9 billion in profits last year. Let me see. Sales were $7.9 billion. Their profits were $1.4 billion last year, which is 494% improvement from compare, when compared to 2016. They attributed it to strong performance to Switch hardware sales, and so, which sold well following the launch, and sales rose substantially during the holiday season. So, for the last period, Nintendo sold 12.3 million units, and then added to 2.74 million units sold in its launch month, which brings the Switch lifetime sales to 14.87 million units. And it hasn't even been a year, and it's in just 10 months almost 10 months switch has outsold the wii u which is a pretty incredible statement in itself that system was out for four years and it only sold around 13 million and switch is already over a million ahead of it without even being a whole entire year into its life cycle that's just pointing out how excellent the system is and how well they marketed it and having great launch titles and great support for the system and it was it's such a good idea too really and uh some of the highest selling games we got the top three which was super mario odyssey sold nine million we got mario kart 8 deluxe which deluxe deluxe which launched in april sold 7.3 million and then we got mario i mean not mario legend of zelda breath of the wild which sold six million and then we got splatoon 2 which sold 4.9 million all incredible numbers for you know launch systems that's what made them have such high profits last year it's insane so nintendo's doing really really well that's all there is to it uh so they announced a couple of things this week which i'm just going to go over really quick the nintendo switch online service will cost 20 dollars a year it's launching september and it's free until it launches and subscribers will gain access to nintendo classic games like super mario brothers 3 balloon fight and dr mario there will also be short-term subscription subscription offers <laughs> like one month for four dollars or three months for eight dollars might as well just do the 20 it's not really that bad of a price and if you get an access to a library why not who knows maybe that library will be expanded a bit take a drink of my slushy here got a delicious Baja Blast Slushy from Taco Bell. Sponsor me. Just kidding. <laughs> Getting a little bit of dry mouth there. But yeah, uh, their service, I they haven't really proved that their service is actually worth using yet. So we'll see how that goes. Next up, we got Mario Kart is coming to smartphones. First Mario, this is from Kotaku, I'm reading it. First Mario, then Animal Crossing, now Mario Kart is on its way to iPhone and Android devices. Nintendo just announced Mario Kart Tour, which is due for release sometime before March 2019. Okay. That's all they said. There's a logo for it out there if you look on their Twitter. And that's about it for the Nintendo news. Oh, and uh, I talked about this probably a month or two ago, but they are planning on making that min uh mario movie with the minions people and they confirmed it officially it's not just a rumor anymore they actually tweeted it out it's a thing that's happening it's an animated feature featuring mario by the minion company illumination studios so be on the lookout for that we'll see how that goes 
Who knows? Uh, last but not least, and then I have one little tiny thing I want to mention, is Red Dead Redemption 2 was delayed yet again, but it's coming in October. Officially tweeted out this morning, and this morning would be Thursday? Yes. So today, when this podcast releases, I know I put this one, I've been going under the wire a lot lately with these shows, but they post some new screenshots, the game looks stunning, and a game like this with so much in it, a giant open world, beautiful graphics, stunning detail, uh, hopefully great gameplay. It's going to take a lot of work, and it's going to take a lot of patience. It's going to take a lot of detail that they have to nail down. So take your time. I'm ready. They say it's October 26th. If it's October 26th, awesome. Maybe if they have to delay it again, sure. But I feel like this one's pretty much set in stone. So either way, I'm looking forward to Red Dead Redemption uh, 2, and that's a good thing that we know when it's coming out finally. And also, I just wanted to mention, if you guys haven't played Night in the Woods, it's out on Switch this week. Uh, I think it just came out, and this is great. This would be a really great uh, portable game too, as well. And uh, they have the director's cut cost. Really, I can't talk. They have the director's cut co- content in there from the weird autumn update that they have been touting around. That's just released on PS4 a little while ago, which I haven't played personally. This is making me think maybe I'll buy it again on Switch and play it on there, so that I can play with all the updates they added a lot more story to it so give that game a try guys if you love a story based game with really well written characters and a really charming art style check it out on switch so i know there's a lot of listeners to this that like switch so i was just letting you know about that and i think that's about it for the news this week so let's go ahead and i'm just trucking right along this time Let's go ahead and we're going to jump into the topic of the week. So this topic is a little weird. So I wanted to make a kind of little topic podcast discussion about podcasts and why I like them and what got me into podcasts. So let's just rewind a bit. Maybe 10 years. Sounds about right. I'm in high school and I have my TV and I had just gotten a Wii U recently. This is all I have at the time. And a Wii, not Wii U. Wii. So this is like 2008, 2007, something like that. Have a Wii hooked to a CRT, a big ass one. Uh, that ended up getting sold later on, but that's not the story I'm going on with right now. I get that thing connected to Wi-Fi, and I connect to the internet. I start looking up videos about games and all this stuff. Oh, what Wii games can I play? Because that's the only system I had at the time, Wii and PS2. So I'm like, man, what, what Wii games can I play? What's what's coming out? You know, and I would play a lot of ports that were on PS3 and 360 on Wii for a while there until I got my PS3. And uh, there was a show that I discovered. It's called NoobTube. If you guys ever heard of it, I don't know if you have. But it was just two dudes sitting in front of a camera talking about video games. And I got addicted to it. And I probably started watching them around episode 10, maybe earlier. I think that the thing is, is I caught, I watched the newest episode of their show and then I went back and watched all the video versions all the way up and caught up to what their newest episode was at the time. And I just loved their chemistry. There's two guys, Tobin and Yuzo, and they would just talk about games and they would drink wine, make little jokes. and talk about all the new releases and I just got into it 
It's the very first podcast I ever listened to. And I saw the word podcast on the screen and I was like, huh, I really don't know what that means, but I like these guys talking. I like their discussions. They have good, you know, good opinions about stuff. I agree with the, what they say most of the time. So there's that. And I watched them until they stopped making content after a while. And I never really listened to a podcast for a few more years. And then I got into watching Kevin Smith movies. So if you don't know who Kevin Smith is, which most people do, he's a director and he makes kind of like a, I would say more raunchy comedies. And sometimes they're geeky, like uh, Mall Rats. So he makes Clerks, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy's, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, Dogma, a bunch of movies like that. I got into watching his movies. I would watch them over and over again. I've seen Clerks maybe 10 times. It's one of my favorite comedies ever because it's so simple and you know the humor is a little on the nose sometimes but i appreciated his style and i appreciated his movies a lot and then i followed him on twitter and then i followed him on facebook found out that he does a podcast so i'm like what is this what what is this podcast everybody keeps talking about so i looked into it and he does a show called smodcast and i got into listening to that religiously and around this time I had been stopping work when I was like 23 or so. I stopped working for eight months or so. So I, this is this is a hard time of my life. This is between college and my job currently. And I listened to so many of the episodes. I listened to over a hundred episodes. He has some huge backlog, and I caught all the way up. Got addicted to listen to that show, and then he made more podcasts. I got addicted to listen to Hollywood Babylon, which is like a a little bit of a take on Hollywood society and making fun of it a bit. It's it's fun. And then I listened to Bat, Fat Man on Batman, which is all about Batman, which, of course, I'm really into that. Got me into reading Batman more. It got me into comics more. Uh, and then I kind of started falling off of his stuff because I started getting more into video game podcasts. Um, the first one I discovered. So what happened is I started working overnights on a night crew stocking shelves. So this is the job I have currently, but five years ago at a different store, five and a half years ago at a different store. And I got into listening to a group of people called Giant Bomb. And you guys probably know who Giant Bomb is. There's, you know, five to six guys sit around, talk about games, play games, make videos about new games, all sorts of stuff like that. So I just got into their, you know, their, their rhythm, their pattern. They had similar sense of humor to me. And I just loved listening to what they had to say about everything every single week. And they made amazing E3 podcasts, which they interviewed developers for five days. They made really good Game of the Year where they actually discuss every single game that came out by category. And they categorized it and they rate it. And it was just so fascinating to me. I was getting more and more into games at, at the time, too, because I was slowly building funds to where I could actually buy games again. So it was kind of like a nice convergence for me because then I started being able to buy games and I'm like, man, I can actually play that game that they're talking about. Yes, I can be part of the discussion. I can know what they're talking about when they talk about this new Assassin's Creed or whatever. So the next one I started discovering more on was Laser Time. So Laser Time's more of like a a geeky podcast where they talk about stuff. They just talk about random pop culture stuff. Uh, I listened to one episode. I laughed the entire time. I had a good time listening to it. I went back, listened to the entire backlog. 
got super into them. I've still listened to Giant Bomb and I still listen to Laser Time to this day. And actually, Giant Bomb has another podcast, Giant Beast Cast, and I listen to that one as well. And Laser Time had a video game show that started as I was listening to them called Video Game Apocalypse. I listened to that since the very beginning. There are 200 something episodes in, so I start to feel old after a while, whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a really cool show where they do a top five at the top of the show and then they talk about the news and new releases and do community stuff. And then I started listening to Podcast Beyond, all Sony related from IGN, and I listened to Nintendo Voice Chat. Then Podcast Beyond, Colin Moriarty and Greg Miller went off and made kind of funny. So I started listening to all that stuff. I don't listen to all of their stuff. I listen to all the episodes of PS I Love You XOXO, but then Colin left the company over some stupid whatever. I was drama, whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and they have a kind of funny games daily, which I don't listen to. It's just too much content for me. It's like way too much stuff to listen to. It's like an hour every single day. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> but I do listen to their kind of funny games show. Sometimes listen to the Game Over, Game Over Greg's show, but that I do like kind of funny in general. Um, this I'm kind of going ahead of myself here, but at the same time, after I started listening to Fidget Game Apocalypse, I got into watching retro game YouTubers. Okay, so this is probably getting to more people's field of stuff they probably know about, or a lot of people that listen to this know about. So I went through and listened to a ton of retro gaming podcasts. I'll just list a few here. We have NARC, we have Retro Rejects, Back in My Play, Cartridge Club, uh, All Gen Gamers. There were so many. There were so many. I kept going through all these, listening to them all. And of course, Retro Rejects led me to Cartridge Club podcast, which is, came a little bit later. And then Retro Fandango came off of that. So that's where I am now. Um, I kind of have like a mixture of all this stuff. And. I have included in the last year a lot more podcasts, which is mostly all Cartridge Club stuff. And um, what's what's good games? I added that to my list and Easy Allies this year. So it's just kind of like some of these I don't get to listen to every single week. But the ones I try to make a point to listen to every single week are the Cartridge Club podcasts. If you guys haven't listened to them, we got Polykill, Flock Talk, Dollar Dorks, Cartridge Club Weekly, Media Maven, Media Mavens, STC Pod, Retro Fandango, Game Time Arcade, Retro Pixel, Masters of Unlocking, and of course, Frantic Thoughts. I'm a part of all those people. If you guys, I make a point to listen to those every single time an episode comes out. Even if I get behind, I will catch up. Because all these people are really great people. And, yeah. But yeah, that's my podcasting history in a nutshell. And I just thought that would be interesting to go through... All the shows and kind of discovering podcasts and why I like podcasts. I love the idea of have somebody having a unique perspective on the industry or on, you know, uh, fart jokes <laughs> or on, you know, whatever, anything. I like to he hear people's perspective on stuff. And I like to listen to music, but it's so much more rewarding. I feel like I get more out of my day. If I'm doing something mundane and I have something that's stimulating my mind in the background, even if it's just for the the jokes, the funny aspect, to learn a little bit more about my hobby, to learn, learn a little bit more about anything, it's podcasts are just a great tool to have. So that's it for the, po uh, the topic of the week. Let me know some podcasts that you guys listen to that I didn't mention or if I forgot a podcast. Uh, 
or if I forgot, forgot a cartridge club podcast, let me know. Cause I don't, I don't think I did, but I'm sure I did. I always forget everything. <laughs> so we're going to jump into the community section now. And I asked people to send me questions using hashtag frantic thoughts. And at first I was like, man, no one's sending me anything. Why isn't anybody sending me anything? Am I not special anymore? <laughs> uh, but, uh, after a little while, people started sending me stuff. So we're going to go down the list here. We have a question from at Buried on Mars sent to me with the hashtag friendly thoughts. Actually, you just replied to the thread, which is fine. He says, as a Twitch streaming professional, what kind of games do you recommend I play for the HRI charity stream? Do some type of games make better for make for better Twitch content than others? And then I jokingly said in reply, professional is a very loose term these days, huh? <laughs> uh, I would say that I don't have the most experience streaming, but play something that you're kind of comfortable playing. It could be anything, really. So say you are you really like Horizon Zero Dawn. I know you do. You've talked about it multiple times. Say, hey, I'll just jump in here and do some missions on Horizon Zero Dawn. Talk to the chat. I know this game really well. Or say... You know, anything. Say, oh, I really, really like Arkham City. Okay, i played this game five times. Let's go ahead and just jump in and play some and, you know, talk to the chat. Just something you can relax. You don't have to put all your attention into 100% of the time. And you can still have a discourse with the chat because that's the most important part. And if you could play multiplayer games, I know, you, I know you personally, Kevin, aren't into multiplayer games. So... If you're not into that style, that's fine. But if you can get multiplayer games in with people and bring people in to play with you, that's fun too. But if there's just single player games that you really like, say you like Mega Man 3, whatever game you really like. And most of the time, even if, even if it's a new game and you don't really know it, it's kind of fun to learn the game as you play with the chat. And they can give you tips and stuff, which is always fun. So it's just whatever. And when it comes to this charity stream, they're going to pretty much watch whatever you play. As long as it's not something super vulgar or, or, you know, absurd. I'm sure that these people will have a good time watching whatever you do. And uh, the community that we're a part of like retro games. So if you find some retro games that you really like and you play those, I'm sure it'll be a hit. Just get your retro pie out and just start playing stuff. Everybody will have a good time with that too. So whatever you want to do, honestly... We'll probably sell pretty good, or not sell, but be pretty good and get some donations because it's such a good thing to do, and it's um, it's a charity stream, so no one's going to judge you for playing uh, genital jousting or something. <laughs> yeah, so that's my opinion, and just play what you want. Have a good time with it. So I'm going to go down to the next question. This is from Cartridge Bros. Bros. Cartridge Bros. P2, and... This is at Cartridge Bros P2 on Twitter. He says, if your employer said that they would pay you your current wage to become a full-time Twitch streamer, would you do it? Would you have a shtick? And then Cartridge Bros Player 1 said, shit, yes, I put webcams in every room. <laughs> uh, my shtick would be just trying to be genuine and have a good time. And I would probably do a lot of uh, IRL streaming which if you don't know what that is, is on your phone, you can actually stream stuff on Twitch through the app and uh, through the camera on your phone. So I would probably go try to go to arcades, 
thrift shopping, whatever, and just stream it on there. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, I'm up for anything. I like to challenge myself. So I probably wouldn't just stream games. I would probably do cooking streams. I would probably like try to build stuff on camera, like build shelves on camera, stuff like that. That'd be a lot of fun. I just don't have time to do stuff like that. I always have ideas like this, but I never have time. But if I got paid to make videos even or to stream, I would think outside the box. I wouldn't do the normal expected thing. I would try something new. And I would obviously do podcasts every week. I'd probably, if I had more time, I would probably do a non-solo show. I'd probably spin this off into more of an hour to two hour show. Maybe just call it Friend and Thoughts Still, but have multiple people on and talk a lot more in depth about stuff. But the solo show is easier for me because then I could time my days around, hey, I got to record a show. But if I made content for a living and I made the similar money that I make now, I'd be the happiest guy in the world. That's like a dream job for me. Anything like that, anything in production like that is a dream job for me. And my goal is to do something, maybe not like that, but something I would enjoy for a living. And not just grind away at a job that makes me depressed all the time. Just being honest. <laughs> so yeah, there's an the answer to that one. And we got Mrs. Q-Dog. Hi, Mrs. Q-Dog. In, at Mrs. Q-Dog on Twitter, she says, Does your employer suffer from a lot of shrinkage? Have you ever caught anyone in the act at work? And then Polykill caught podcast is like, WTF? <laughs> and then uh, at BaseGuy654 is like, I was in the pool, I was in the pool. That Seinfeld meme, hilarious. Um, anyway, I'll be serious with my answer. My employer does suffer from shrinkage, and that is a big issue with my specific department. My I do dairy, so everything is short dated. So one of my goals every single day when I go in is to check dates and to do markdown 50% off on dates that are within five days of expiring. And hey, that's good deals for everybody that goes in there and finds those tags. But the goal is to have my inventory in control to where stuff sells through before it goes out of date. That's the big goal. And have you ever caught anyone in the act at work? So are you meaning somebody having sex at work or stealing stuff because I've kind of caught both okay <sighs> okay I'll go into it a little bit here so this isn't this specific job but I've caught people stealing at one of my jobs uh, they found out where the cameras were going and I worked at a gro uh, convenience store they found out where the cameras had dead spots and they would go and steal four locos and shove them into their cargo pants and walk out of the door after they got off their shift and we had noticed that the inventory levels were being off on these four locos, which if you don't know what four locos is, it's this giant en energy drink. It looks like an energy drink, but it's like hard liquor with like 15% alcohol. So that'll mess you up. It's pretty bad stuff. It's like basically paint thinner in a can that you drink and get drunk with. <laughs> but they would go and they, steal, they would steal four locos, shove them in their cargo jeans, and then walk out. They would shove them in their jeans in the blind spots. So there was a blind spot near the bathroom. But if you look at the camera, you can see that they had the four logo in their hand when they got off of the camera. And when they came back, it was gone. So we, he got fired, obviously. And then there was a guy that would go after his shift. And I didn't catch him specifically doing this. But this is also at the gas station. He would literally take a plastic bag and just walk through the store, do some quote-unquote shopping, throw whatever he wanted in there, and walk out the door. So I've caught people stealing. Okay, and yeah, the sex thing, uh, I caught somebody uh, going down on somebody in a cooler. So, 
that 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 was that was a thing. Uh, I walk in the cooler. The guy is sitting on a stack of sodas. And the girl is doing stuff to him. Yeah, and uh, of course they both got fired too. And this was at the gas station. This is all when I was in high school, too. So this is like my first experience with a job. So, yeah. I hope that satisfi satisfies your uh, question there. <laughs> uh, we got a question from Trav Plays Games. What are three? Whoa, eBay. Anyway, from Trav Plays Games is what are the three games you're most proud to have beaten? Could also be what are the three most difficult games you've earned credits on? Okay, so let's see. Shadow of the Colossus would be one that I felt really good about beating without looking anything up. Because it's, you know, it's all about finding the puzzles uh, that are these giant colossus and how to defeat them. And it was really rewarding to actually figure it out on my own. So that would be one. Another one would be, which I earned credits on, which was, it pissed me off near the end, especially, was World at War, Call of Duty. I decided it was a good idea to try to play this game on Veteran. Storm! Okay, well, my cat was screaming. Anyway, come here. Come here. Come here. You just want me to have to do editing, don't you? <laughs> so yeah, I tried to play Call of Duty World at War on Veteran, and it was, it's difficult. It's one of those games you peek your head out, instantly dead, instantly dead, instantly dead. It'll, you'll just die really fast. Uh, the damage was way too high. There was way too many enemies. There was too, way too many what they call monster closets where you get in an area and enemies just keep spawning in and you just have to get through the area. There's like an infinite amount of enemies. And that game was almost impossible. I almost gave up on it, but I did end up beating it in the end. But damn. <laughs> um, trying to think of another one. Oh, Super Meat Boy. That's an obvious one. Uh, the lot, there's a, there were a couple stages where I felt like giving up on that game because that game is fucking hard. Uh, but... I persevered and beat it on PC, had a really good time with it. Oh, and also another one would be uh, VVVVV. I think it's five Vs. That's literally the name of the game. It's kind of like plays with gravity. It's a 2D game. That game was fucking hard, too. I put that on my phone, and it was even harder. And I beat it, and it was a lot of fun, but it took me a long time. So that's the answer to that. And I had a question for the Cartridge Brothers, which was about energy drinks. So we had... Somebody asked me a question about energy drinks, which was Scott from at VG Collectaholic on Twitter. He asked, what are your top three energy drinks of choice? Well, this one's pretty easy for me. I'm pretty picky when it comes to my energy drinks. It has to be sugar-free. I have to have a sugar-free energy drink. I do not drink sugary energy drinks. No, it's no sugar, period. Um, so Monster Black, which is the sugar-free monster. Uh, Zients. Frostberry Blast, another one I really like, and then let's see what's the other one I'm thinking of. Rockstar Zero Sugar, I think it's a black or white can. I think it's just the regular Zero Sugar, which I like a lot. And then also, um, just for a bonus, I like the purple sugar-free monster. And yeah, those are my habits. I don't drink coffee, but I drink energy drinks. Which was the question I asked for Cartridge Brothers, and we'll see what they say on Weekly about that if you want to hear what they think. Which one's more healthy, coffee or energy drinks? Probably going to say coffee, but I drink energy drinks, so I try to justify that to myself. <laughs> uh, I think I have a couple more questions here. Let me look. 
That might be it. Oh, no, I got one more here. Got one from Diego at a Latino lawyer on Twitter. He says, have you ever given a game slash console away to someone less fortunate? If yes, what? If not, which of your current games slash console would you consider donating to a child or to a kid? So this is something that I have never done. I'll say that first off. But that's mostly because I never really had much in my life. Uh, you know, kind of been building up. I'm not very old. So I've just kind of been building up my stuff since then. And I think that the system that I would probably give a kid would probably be... I don't know. I'd probably give up anything that I have that's not like super modern. Because um, you can always re-get stuff. I've given my brother... I know this isn't like a kid but i guess he would be a little bit less fortunate i did give him my ps a, a ps2 i bought him a ps2 and gave it to him uh i tend to give my little brother a lot of stuff <laughs> like uh we went up there to washington and i just brought a bunch of random extra duplicate games i had and he loved it so um if i was going to give game systems to a charity or to any kid it would probably be my retron 5 which i have but i really don't put as much playtime in into it as I should so I probably give that away and I would probably give away my uh I have multiple PS2s so I probably give one of those away and I have a couple NESs I think and I have a couple GameCubes so it's like you just kind of pick this stuff up because it's cheap and I would give any of those away to a kid if they if there was a kid that needed one or really wanted something to play I would probably could be able to hook them up pretty easily and I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's like that for a lot of collect uh, like people that collect stuff you know just because of like their stores and stuff like that that's a really good question though um you sh have you done that before is that why you ask because that'd be awesome i would love to hear a story about that or at least you know you can tweet me about it or leave it in the forums i would love to hear a story and yeah but yeah i think that's everything from this week so let me double check just make sure nothing's came in at the last minute here check the forums too i have the link open here I like I like asking questions. That's always fun. So let's see. Oh no, nothing in the forums. Uh, don't forget that the forums exist, everybody. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be www.cartridgeclub.org/forum, and I have a frantic thoughts page there with every single episode I post, even the bonus episodes. So if you want to talk to me there in more of a long form, you know, we can have a discussion there. If you want to get a hold of me. In general, it's at Frantic Society on Twitter. I have been thinking about changing my Twitter handle, though. So, hmm. I'm going to leave it the same, probably. But I do think about it from time to time. But it's at Frantic, S-O-C-I-E-T-Y on Twitter. Uh, you can just reach out, say hi. Let me know how you like the show. Um, the question, the community question of the week is actually a more of a selfish question. So... Besides what podcast do you listen to and what podcast can you recommend? What do you what do you look for in a podcast? And what can I do to better this podcast? Any suggestions, any tips would be appreciated because I want to keep this show interesting because I know people I know my habits. If a show starts to get boring, I just stop listening after a while. And so Anything I can do to improve this show, let me know because I am interested in doing better and I want to do the best show that I can do every single week for you guys. So let me know that in the forums, on Twitter, and I'll catch you guys 
on the flippity flip next week on another episode of frantic thoughts thank you for listening and if you're on youtube thanks for watching have a great week and see you later bye this week we're closing with atlas by coheed and cambria enjoy